0: Huge episode today. We're going to break down everything that took place over July 4th weekend. While you guys were out there celebrating, we were doing the work. Human Events Daily is here to talk about the shootings that took place, the crime that's been going on, and give you an answer out of what's happened to our country. Next, I have to let you know that there's something huge going on at the end of July, the end of this month. just got about two more weeks to get this set in place and confirm your tickets. July 22nd to 24th, 2022, Tampa, Florida. We got the Student Action Summit. President Trump, Governor Ron DeSantis, the same stage. Make sure you are there. Secure your access, secure your tickets. tposacom slash SAS. We're going to put the link in the description and use promo code POSO, all caps, in order to secure 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is 5th July 2022, Anno Domini. Today's top headlines, of course. First off, New York Governor Kathy Hochul to require three years of social media history for a gun carry permit. We're going get, to get into all of it. Next, Highland Park, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, the July 4th shooting. Everything that took place, the perpetrator, what we know, what we don't know. Third, Jalen Walker. This is the Akron situation. Fired at Akron police before officers shot him. We are going to show everything that took place, and then finally the Philadelphia July Fourth shooting. Pretty rough weekend in cities this Fourth of July, but I hope you had a great one. All this and more ahead. Human Events Daily. And now we're gonna continue focusing on this. We're gonna establish a task force on social media and violent extremism to investigate the role of social media in promoting domestic terror. And our great leader, our Attorney General, will be championing this cause with every power her office can bring it at their disposal. Thank you, Senator Bailey, Jamal Bailey, and Senator Assemblymember Desmond Meeks, thank you. So first up today, we've got New York Governor Kathy Hogan. This comes to us by way of post-millennial. She assigned sweeping gun legislation into law. This happened last Friday. That created several severe new restrictions on obtaining a gun in the state. Now remember, this comes on the heels of her state. Remember, it was her state of New York that lost the ruling on the Supreme Court on the Second Amendment regarding the right to carry and had the right to bear arms. So to bear arms, right? When you talk about bearing arms in the original second amendment, what we would call that today is carrying arms. It's the exact same formulation and it's the exact same um, the meaning. It's the exact same meaning. To bear arms in seven, in the 1700s essentially met the same thing that we mean today when we say carry arms, same thing. Right, keep them bare am shall not be in French. Kathy Hochul doesn't seem to care about that. So what do we have? According to the legislation, part of Hochul's new criteria to obtain a concealed carry permit would be giving an applicant a government list. The government has to give a list of three years of your history of current and inactive social media accounts. It also includes 16 hours of firearms training, four character references, and list the contact information for any domestic partners or adults of any kind that they live with. Um, the f- Potential applicants must be of good moral character, meaning the essential character temperament and judgment necessary to be entrusted with a weapon and used only in a manner that does not endanger oneself and others. Okay, three years of social media. Three years of your social media. So any meme, any account, any joke, any sarcastic bit that you posted, anything that you wrote in jest can and will be used against you to prevent you from exercising your right to protect yourself and your right to self-defense. Now look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing that you're probably gonna hear a lot of conservative pundits do this, and I am gonna talk about this issue because. We know and I know that the very next story that's coming up here is about the shooting in Highland Park. And the question then becomes, and we don't know yet, right, how this guy um, got it, but we also know that his social media is completely nuts. So the question then becomes, right, if you're the government, does the government have a right to look at you and determine whether or not you should be someone who has access to firearms? Is there a driving social need for this? And I believe there is, I do believe there is. That being said, I'm gonna go back to what I always say in these situations, right? If you believe someone is a problem that has to be dealt with at the local level, it has to be dealt with in the community, has to be dealt with in the schools, has to be dealt with if you have a you know, local hospital, local services need to be empowered in these cases they really need to be empowered and it shouldn't get to the point where you've got these statewide agencies that are tracking your social media right people are coming out talking about this kid and they're all saying that they knew there were problems with him. they're all saying that they knew there were problems he had a fan page he had a huge youtube account and he was known to law enforcement how was he known to law enforcement by the way right that'll be the next one we'll get into that some more but this idea That you should criminalize all or potentially criminalize all gun owners legal gun owners for the actions of the few right i don't think that's the right move but i do think right i will go out and say that obviously there is a public safety aspect to this but here's the problem the problem with red flag laws and the problem with these public safety laws is that we know that when you apply them in a blanket measure they're going to be abused That's why this needs to be done at the local level, not the state, and certainly not at the federal level. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day. And that's why Human Events Daily is proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative self phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same great nationwide coverage as the major carriers, same towers, and you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempts to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides excellent customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values and financially supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, the sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. Go to PatriotMobile.com POSO. The link is in the description. Use promo code POSO for free activation. that's in first responders, you save even more. Make the switch today between the left, the media and the rhinos. We need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Oh my God, what happened? <laughs> All right, so I said it before. Here we are, segment two, haunting YouTube videos featuring suspect Robert Crimo, Bobby Crimo, who goes by the stage name Awake the Rapper, seemed to warn of a Highland Park July fourth mass shooting attack he was named he was later arrested by law enforcement now there's a lot going around about this guy and there are people saying well he you know he posted political things and he may have attended a Trump rally and he may have done all this stuff but at the end of the day there are people coming out who say that they knew him and said that essentially he wasn't political that he was You know, there's there's this this tweet thread that somebody put up, said, hi, I knew Awake, the rapper Robert Bobby. We used to make music together around 2015, 2018. He's not Antifa, he's not some MAGA overlord. I know that sounds really interesting, but it's not the truth. He was an isolated stoner who completely lost touch with reality. He co-opted aesthetics from the left and right, but I don't think he was any of those things. I think he was lost. Gravitating towards aesthetics, he found interesting. Maybe things can change in a couple of years, but he was never a white nationalist. And he was also not a leftist. Not to excuse him or anything, what he did was awful, and I hope he rots. But to say he was an Antifa shooter or a QAnon shooter or anything like that, it's BS. He was not MKUltra. He liked ARGs and thought it was cool. That's augmented reality games. I know leftist Twitter, it's a long story, but it's it's, it's an online game. Uh, <laughs> people are going to chew me up for saying that. But it's, it's, a, it's a form of an online game. Uh, I thought it was cool. He thought it was cool. I know left his Twitter and Trump stay on Twitter, want to make him into whatever type of person they want to vilify, but he isn't that. Anybody that knew him could attest to that. In his last years, he was making some weird videos, but yeah, no sane person does what he does. There's nothing deeper to it, crazy being crazy. I could say one thing, it would be this, do not spend your time focusing on his motives, his backstory, this isn't a TV show, there isn't some grand conspiracy here, maybe elsewhere, but not here. Check in with your friends, show support for the victims, right? And that is kind of the problem in a lot of these. We do tend to do that. We try to make these into more of a TV show, but in some of the, in some cases, right? In some cases, people are just crazy. And now I've talked about this for for years, and we've talked about in Human Events Daily about the shutting down and dismantling of the public mental health systems in our country, pushing people like this onto SSRIs, pushing other people with mental issues out onto the street and acting as if it's not a social problem, right? Just leave them out to die or keep them hopped up on pharmaceutical cocktails until they snap, right? We also know that this individual, Robert Cremo, was known to law enforcement. Now, law enforcement hasn't explained what they knew about him or how they knew him, what he was doing on their radar, but we do see videos of him acting very suspiciously at presidential motorcades. And, or at least one presidential motorcade. And I'm not sure, I watched the video a bunch of times though it's really not certain to me and there isn't a good timestamp on it because the video appears to be a re-upload because that's the other problem with this is that these, these internet um, social media companies, this is something that if Elon Musk buys Twitter, definitely would ask him about and challenge him on is why in these cases, do we always see Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, right? they take down the accounts when people are trying to understand what went on. People are trying to understand what the situation was. For example, this guy had a video up on YouTube, right? Of the parade route that he posted something like 10 months ago. The public has a right to understand what's going on and yet the social media companies, they take it all down. And they do it even sometimes even before the name is publicly released, which means which goes to tell me that they're probably in connection with law enforcement when there's situations like this. Oh, we had another one, take his stuff down. Oh, we had another one, take his stuff down. That's clearly what's going on behind the scenes. And if you can't see that, you're you're just you're just ridiculous. And so, when you look at these situations, it is incumbent upon these areas, and you could you could coordinate off, and you could say you know click you know click over eighteen whatever you have to do right to market in some way, but at the same time, I think deleting it is the wrong answer. You know, as long as he doesn't have actual videos or information of criminal activity, um, I I think you need to leave those up. I think the public has a right to know who they're living with and that so we can deal with these situations in a responsible manner. Look, the United States of America is not the first country to deal with schizophrenics, to deal with people with mental issues, right? Every society throughout human history has had to deal with people like this. There is a certain quotient in every society that is going to be like this. It is what it is. The question is, how do you deal with it? How do they get the treatment they need? How are they identified? How do you make sure you're not falsely identifying somebody? And how do you get them help? And more importantly, from all of that, also protect the rest of society from them. up today and and again i I wish this was a more patriotic episode but unfortunately we have to talk clear-eyed about what's going on in our country today and i've talked about the crime i've talked about the issues in the inner cities i've talked about the violence spilling out of those cities and i've told people for years at this point you need to get out of cities you need to be getting out of cities you have to do this and there's crime in these cities and it's getting worse there's crime in these areas and that's getting worse. You've got freaks, you've got schizos, you've got inner city violence that's running rampant. Just just don't be there. Certainly don't be there for public events. And I'm sorry to say that, but you need to avoid these areas until further notice, until things, until this national obsession with social reform and obsession with defund the police and let everybody out of prison and don't do anything about mental health, right? Until we actually fix any of those problems, you you cannot be going to cities and large events like this. I'm sorry. I just can't. It's as simple as that. So um, before we get into more of that, we have to go back to Akron. So we were talking about Akron before when I hosted War Room on Friday. This, this news was just breaking. And we had the initial reports, and Drew Hernandez was on, talked about this, um, but the and the Akron Police Department over the weekend released graphic body cam footage, which revealed shocking details surrounding the fatal officer-involved shooting of suspect Jalen Walker. Jalen Walker died twenty on twenty-five years old died Monday uh, earlier in June, after Akron police officers or excuse me no it was it was just one week ago. Um, fired more than 60 rounds of bullets into his body after evading police during pursuits from Post Millennial. According to the body cam footage, uh, it's actually not body cam footage, it's a, that's a typo on Post Millennial, I'll have to fix that, that according to traffic cam footage, you can see the muzzle flash of a gun firing from Jalen's vehicle at the police while they're chasing him. He then runs out of the car Police are in pursuit. They're saying, stop. They're saying, put up your hands. He fails to do so. He's running. He sees another line. He turns towards the police. And they say, eight officers say, and by the way, one of those eight officers, also black, saw this individual, Jalen Walker, turn towards them and they said he reached for his waistband. And at that point, that's when the eight officers thought that he was about to fire on. That's why he was shot. And it's tragedy, absolutely. It's horrific whenever anything like this happens. But those officers were responding to what they considered reasonably, by the way, considered to be an armed suspect who was presenting a direct immediate threat to them. What we later found out was that he had actually left his gun on the car seat of the car that he was in, he also left a wedding ring, a wedding band on the car seat in his car, it was found. But he wasn't married. If you go back and listen to some of the interviews with his family, we find out that his fiancee was killed in a car accident just one month before this. We also found out from the Akron FOP, it was revealed that the car he was driving was involved in a felony police pursuit just one day prior. So you remember, initially we weren't sure what it was that the interaction was that they pulled him over or the incident was with the violation. Why did he pull over in the first place? Why did he run, right? And according to the Akron FOP statement, it looks as though there may have been um, another crime involving, I don't know if he was driving it, but we do know that it was likely the same car, probably the same license plate. And so I want you to watch the rest of mainstream media because I sat there this weekend and I looked at this, and they were, and none, none of the mainstream media, none of them. I was following these people, were admitting that he shot at the police first. By the way, don't do that. Don't shoot at the police, right? I, I shouldn't have to say that, but apparently I do. Don't do that. Just, just don't, that's that's not a good idea, right? Regardless of what your feelings are of the police, if you shoot at the police, guess what kind of response you're gonna get? If you open fire on them from the window of your moving vehicle. And I actually saw some local journalists there in Akron. You know what they were saying? They were saying, well, and the guy deleted his tweet after I called him out. He said, well, We don't know for sure that he was firing at the police. We just know that he discharged his weapon. I'm like, oh man, are you guys really doing this? Are you really doing this? Remember, these are the same people who will say Ashley Babbitt had to die for climbing through a window, right? But, and and that it's completely justified, but they have no problem whatsoever for spinning and twisting the facts for a guy who's on video shooting a gun at officers, right shooting a guy and i said to that, i said show me the video right uh, on friday go back to the show that i did war room pandemic we had my brother was uh, co-hosting we had drew hernandez in we were real time we were getting these reports and i said what's going on did he open fire or not show me the video because if he opened fire on the officers that changes everything right and that every single thing every moment that takes place after that response is essentially gonna follow from that because that changes the nature of the interaction. It just is what it is, that's real life. And how many officers have been ambushed? How many officers have been shot? How many officers have been murdered in just the last two years? And certainly in the last decade or so since Black Lives Matter started. You, You can go back and look at the homicide rates throughout the 1990s going down, going down, going down, going down all the way until 2013, right? When Black Lives Matter started and suddenly homicide rates start going back up again. You can go back and look at this. Statistically speaking, you cannot argue with it. Now you can argue whether or not it's the Black Lives Matter movement, and I'm open to that argument. But we've heard this before, it's called the Ferguson effect. Police are pulling back, police are timid, police are worried about um, going in and enforcing the law because they're not sure that the courts will have their backs and they don't wanna become the next Eric Chauvin. And then you have situations like this where they know it's all on body cam, but they see a guy who they think is about to open fire on them. And so they are taking steps to defend their lives. Go watch the videos. We'll have them posted on Twitter. I think I remain to be the only person on Twitter that's actually posted the video of him firing at the officers. Think about that. rounding out the day's insanity, in my beloved city of Philadelphia, two police officers are shot during the 4th of July fireworks, taking place at the Welcome America Festival, which 15 years ago, I used to always go to this. I used to go to this every year with my parents, Elton John played the one year, it was awesome. My parents, my buddies, my brother, we would all go, right? A manhunt is underway, this is from foxnews.com, for a suspect who shot two police officers at a 4th of July gathering in Philadelphia before fleeing the scene. Suspect took place short, or the shooting took place shortly before 10 p.m. near the Welcome America Festival. Philadelphia police highway patrol officer suffered a graze wound to the head. The other officer was shot in the shoulder and was with the Montgomery County Bomb Unit. Both officers are in stable condition. Philadelphia office stated there's a security incident, but you can go look at this. Go look at the videos coming out of this. People are screaming, thousands of people running, with, while the fireworks are still going off. The fireworks are still going on in the background because that's your government acting like nothing's happening, and thousands of people are screaming in terror on the ground. That's America today. Your government's telling you that everything's fine. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. We're here to take care of you. Meanwhile, people are getting shot up, whether it's a parade in Highland Park, whether it's police officers in Philadelphia, and they're turning around saying, oh, don't worry about it. We're gonna keep the fireworks up. We can change. We can all change this. Mayor Kenny, you need to resign and repent for your time in office as the mayor of Philadelphia. And the same deal with the DA there, Krasner. But we've lost something. We really lost something in this country. And that is all the time we have today, Human Events Daily. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normal friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? New York governor, Kathy Hochul, requiring three years of social media history for gun carry permits, next the Highland Park, Illinois shooting July 4th parade. Third, Jalen Walker, video shows him firing at Akron police before he was shot and taken down by officers. And finally, two police officers shot in Philadelphia during the Philadelphia 4th of July fireworks on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway. These are our cities today. This is America today. Hope you also listened, by the way, to our 4th of July special yesterday with myself, Charlie Kirk, Alex Clark, and Drew Hernandez, I think that was a much, much more fun show than some of the heavy stuff that we, we talked about some heavy stuff too, but uh, today it's just felt like such a downer after I had a great 4th of July, I hope everyone out there had a great 4th of July, I had a really great one, we were in the backyard with the kids, we were doing fireworks, we had the fire pit going, we were grilling, of course we we're grilling our good rangers, right, we were doing it all, we were having a great time, and uh, we're out in the boat all day, and so, you know, fishing, throwing throwing lines in. And I just hope you had a great 4th of July as well. Now we are back. We have to get back to work because we can have the country we once had. We have to go back and we will go back. But first, it's time for today's moment of history. Today, in 2016, FBI Director James Comey released his report stating that Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was extremely careless in handling classified emails, but he didn't recommend prosecution. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay short.